Welcome everyone to Divas and Tea, the podcast where three ladies talk business, spill tea, and talk about a whole lot of stuff. One of them things being a topic that is actually pretty near and dear to all of us, but especially Michelle. Uh, we we know that we're a, a bit of a distance away from the Icon Park tragedy. If you are not local to Orlando or Florida uh, and you've heard about it, this was a case where a 14-year-old boy was uh, tragically flown from one of the newest rides at Icon Park, a very tall uh, drop tower. And there has been a lot of developments within what has gone on with this investigation and a lot of people involved in it, understandably. But Michelle actually showed us some pretty shocking information in regards to uh, some fraud happening with this case, which I can't even believe something like this would happen with fraud, no less. But uh, I'll, I'll quit talking now and throw it over to Michelle. Michelle, tell us a little bit more. Yeah, of course. So Tyree Sampson, as you all know, he's the 14-year-old who passed away on the ride. And um, I do have a local nonprofit organization here in Orlando. And so the vice president, she contacted me and she said, listen, I'm not sure if you heard about the 14-year-old who passed away um, from the drop tower ride. And I said, yeah, I've heard about it. She said, let's try to do something for the family. Let's just try to show the family, listen, Orlando care. We care about the situation and we're grieving with the family. And so originally we were going to do it if you're local to Orlando near um, West Colonial. There's like a big open space on West Colonial and it was big enough for everyone to come. And um, so we started making flyers. We did some posting just to kind of get the community involved. She received a message on Facebook saying that we should do it in front of Icon Park because the quote unquote cousin to Tyree Sampson wanted to do it there and the mom's quote unquote supposed to be showing up. So we changed it and we decided to do it on Icon Park, which became a disaster all in one because originally we were going to do a balloon release and we had I tell you no lie guys a million people messaging us saying don't do a balloon release it's it's really bad for the environment it is actually illegal yeah it um, is. No, it, we, we we realized that yeah so then we contacted um the city and um they said I believe at over two no, 10 balloons that it's considered illegal. So then we decided to do a candlelight vigil. So that's how it wound up changing to candlelight vigil. So thank you, Orlando, for all the, the environmentalists like, <laughs> messaging us. And listen now, please. It's okay. Were, not everyone knows. Listen, and trust me, we did not know. So they thank you that are out there listening. We changed it. We did a candle, candlelight vigil. We also uh, added, uh, what do you call it? Uh, oh gosh, just something else that we added in lieu. But anyway, we wound up starting the event and there was a lady there by the name of Shay Johnson. Did you guys see or hear yes. anything about Shay Johnson? I Tell watched, me what do you think? So I watched the entire video that you had sent me, Michelle, which, by the way, we will link in the show notes uh, so that people can see it um, because it, it 
it's going to cover exactly what Michelle is explaining, uh, but it will also cover uh, from other perspectives too. So definitely watch that. But basically, uh, I don't really want to give too much away because I feel like you're giving us all of this information in the way that you were finding out this information. Um, but Shay Johnson is not who she says that she was, is all I want to say in that regard. Yes. So my vice president of the nonprofit um, she received a message saying, listen, the girl who was attending the vigil, she is not related to the family. So of course she's like, well, how do you know she's not related? And she said, well, one, she's not from Orlando and she tends to make up stories a lot. You know, she had a million pregnancies in the last few years. Like her stories are very dramatic and it's never true. So I would be very cautious. So of course she contacted me giving me this information. And by this time we had already been in contact with um, the news uh, because prior to the vigil, we did some releases with the news to let them know we'll be here. And so I contacted my contact with the news per, um, personnel and I said, listen, have you heard anything about this Shay Johnson person not being family? And he said, no, she's been on every station for the last week crying and, you know, going on and no one from the family has said she's not. So I assume she, I'm taking it for face value. That's so shitty. And it is. <laughs> and so then we start making um, other phone calls. We got in contact with the family and I, you know, I was thinking like, how can I message the mom? One, I don't want to be inconsiderate because I know she's yeah. already going through, through so much. Horrible, horrible. Exactly. And then how can I make what I'm sending her stand out? Because she's probably receiving a ton of, you know, text messages or emails or DMs. So I sent her a message from the nonprofit and I put like a million asterisks in it, guys, just so it'll catch her attention. And she finally responded back saying, no, she is not family. And guys, I, when I tell you, I was so pissed. You guys know how I am. What do you call me, Lauren? You call me, uh, oh God. <laughs> a yes, ma'am. No, it's yes. Oh, that's it. And it's not because I'm a yes, ma'am, but I will go out my way for anybody. When I tell you, if you need me, like in two seconds, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go out my way for you. And so for and her. And we love you sick, for it. Oh, and, Thank you, Lauren. I appreciate that. May the Lord look after you. <laughs> but, but for her to, you know, be on national TV crying and seeing every, like, everybody's cash apping her, like, they're giving her money and ordering her pizza for being up there so late. It was just the amount of, one given time, $500 in cash app that went to her quote-unquote boyfriend, you know? It was just so sad. So I, contacted the police and I went across the street and met with the police in front of Icon Park well across the street from Icon Park but it was absolutely nothing um, that they can do they said you know if people give her money it's they're at their own will she can do whatever she wants with it she oh. doesn't have to do you she's know she's a con artist she, she's a freaking con artist I mean there are major scammers all around are we acting like that this doesn't happen all the time I hate that it happened in this situation but remember when um Haiti experienced the earthquake yes and so many um organizations and I'm saying and I'm putting up quotation marks because um these people you know created organizations just so that they can funnel money you know and and scam people out of thousands tens of thousands of, uh, of dollars and they were not associated 
with any um, help resource in Haiti. So, you know, stuff like this has happened for decades. There are folks out there that are just cruel, manipulative, scammers. They don't care. They're very, very selfish. Right. But I think for me, what made this different is this girl is on TV. Like the scammers are not on TV saying they are giving me money. They are? Yeah. Yeah. They're in a public eye, girl. That's why they get all the money. (laughs) Well, I should should say both of you make good points because it doesn't necessarily mean that a scammer acts in one way. There are several different types of scams out there and they all operate very differently. Sometimes they operate completely under the radar and sometimes they're right to your face just to make you feel like you should trust them. Either way, every single one of them is a con artist and it's absolutely insane that we have seen several years of evidence to prove that scammers and con artists are taking advantage of people and ruining people's lives and doing terrible things. And yet we don't really have any legal forthright to do anything. It's yeah, it's really mad where, where you can step in and a scammer will get in trouble is if they've actually assumed someone's identity, used their information without permission. Because then it's um, fraud. Exactly. Those are the yeah. times where I've seen scammers taking to, but if you, like the cop said, willingly give someone money without doing your research, which, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people don't when that happens, because like, dang, you <laughs> gotta become a freaking, you know, C-I-C-I-S-S-C-S-I? Yeah, C-S-I. it's kind of sad yeah i mean she put on a show y'all she it i mean you couldn't pay me money to tell me that she i mean this girl i listen and i've seen some stuff but she i mean tears she had snot rolling on destiny's shoulder like it was just real she she needed an award i mean where is tyler perry i mean somebody need to put her in a movie she put on the show Girl, that's why they call con artists. They're very, very good at what they do. And they're sick, you know, like they're sick in the head. And, Mm -hmm. you know, they they don't see things and don't have the same moral compass as we do. So they're going to act like with such conviction that, you know, they don't understand why you're upset half the time. Anyway, Michelle, please continue on because I know Mm -hmm. that there's a lot more to this story. Yeah, so eventually, like I said, we contact, well, I contacted the police and met them there. It was absolutely nothing um, that the police could do. Um, I know eventually the mom, she reached out to the sheriff's office as well. I told the mom that I would reach out to the sheriff's office, but it was just absolutely um, nothing that anyone can do. She worked at, don't quote me on the, it was a, a local strip club in Orlando, and I guess the media went frenzy at the club that she was working at so I know eventually she was let go um from her job it was just so weird that like her family like no one stepped up and say no she's not family and I don't know if you guys um I just feel so bad for this family but what's his name it's the rapper did you guys hear about YK YK the rapper that was supposed to pay for Tyree Sampson's funeral no, um, I, I saw a little bit of it, but I didn't click on that story. Yeah. So there was, you know, another uh, upcoming rapper that said that he was going to pay for the family's funeral for Tyree. And, you know, he did all of this media that he's going to give up all this money and pay for the funeral. And then the day of the funeral, the, the family didn't receive anything. 
And then he doctored up documents saying, look, I did pay it. And I mean, it was crazy online. Everybody was like, he did pay it. And then the mom's side was saying, no, he did not. But I was like, these, if they have common sense, they would just go click on the GoFundMe page and see that he didn't donate any money, that whatever he had was fabricated. I just felt so bad for the family. Yeah, but, just, you know, God. unfortunately, after, after experiencing several funerals um, lately with pass- folks passing in my family, I, most funeral homes, you can't, get not one funeral until it's paid so I'm not really sure how there was a lot of miscommunication there or like what happened with that because every single and I've been through four recently every single one of them we had to have that money up front period right Mm -hmm. that's kind of weird you know I don't know if it's just a southern thing maybe up north they have other you know options but not in my experience and I mean I literally just went through this in August so See, I haven't had, I, I don't know the ins and outs because I haven't had to plan a funeral. And the only funeral I had to plan was my mom's. And she was, I was really young when she passed away. So mm-hmm. I don't know all the, you know, the ins and outs of planning a funeral, as well as the different states or the requirements. But of course, you would think that he would have, she would have gotten the money ahead of time. But I was just thinking she's going to pay for it with probably some of the GoFundMe money. And then he was going to reimburse her with the GoFundMe money because, of course, I know if I lost one of my kids, I'm not going back to work no right away. I need time to grieve. Yeah. I don't know. Either way, these people just have no heart these days. Regardless of what happened, how it happened, whatever, It's I feel like people are publicity whores you know especially when you're in that um in between where I'm breaking out to be a big celebrity or not or whatever you're doing whatever publicity you can whether it's positive and negative publicity is publicity I've heard that statement numerous times from different marketing teams or whatever and that's sad because why would negative publicity be something that you would be going for like yeah (laughs) I guess I guess well I take that back guys as soon as I said that I thought about the fact that you know um, society has a very very short memory like you know we'll be mad at somebody one minute and then like something else will happen and we'll forget all about it so maybe Mm -hmm. negative publicity isn't that bad for people in the long run you know what I mean uh Perhaps. I mean, this this is a hard case because in the end, like it just seems like every time someone tried to do something good in this case, there was always something to ruin it. What's I think that's the terrible part of it is that there's kind of like a subsect of people that follow the media when they see that like, oh, you know, this person involved themselves in a fraud case and claimed to be a family member and took all this money. Now this football player claims that he sent all this money to them. And then where did the money go? And like the whole time people are just like following it and being like, what else? What else? What else? Like just that like crave of wanting to know more almost scandal. I hate to say it like that, but it is true. And in the end, I think people forget about the victim a lot when it comes down to this kind of stuff people forget you know in in all the whirlwind of the drama that consists post tragedy Mm -hmm. I think I think it happens a lot I think people really do forget about the victim and I think in this case I wonder if he was forgotten in some of this because of how horrible all of this turned oh a hundred percent he was and you know what we were we had a meeting 
I was going to say, I disagree with that for um, everyone, for the family members, I guarantee you there was no forgetfulness there, but for those outsiders that were um, drawn to his story, you're right. When it becomes scandalized, it is easy to forget the um, the victim, but I'm sure the family and his close friends never forgot. No, of course not. Oh, of course, of course. But just to kind of piggyback, I, you're right, Lauren, because I know we, as the nonprofit, we were trying to do so much. We wanted to even do like more for the young boys who was on the ride with him. But it was just so, so much backlash and drama. Everything just kind of got lost in translation. You know, we went and then it was just so much drama. We were like, no, let's just, it's too much, you know? Yeah. It was just too much. And we want the focus just to stay on like what type of justice, you know, will Tyree have? Like, what are they doing in regards to this ride? Do what we are have the investigations? Do we have anything current uh, that has come from that? Well, I know one of the days um, that I was in front of Icon Park, there was a gentleman who worked there and he said that one, he wouldn't have let Tyree on the ride because he was, to my knowledge, he was over, I don't know his exact weight, but he was over 350 pounds. But he did say that ride one and two was for larger guests and he didn't think he was on ride one or two. But later during the investigation, we did find out that he was on ride one, which is for larger guests, Mm -hmm. but somehow um, the harness was adjusted and they over, because the ride won't start without a green, you know, for it to go, it has Mm -hmm. to be lit in green, but someone overrid, you know, they, I don't know what they did maybe a coat or something and um, everything popped in green. So the ride went. But technically, it wasn't supposed to go. Yeah. According to USA Today, uh, the family is planning to sue the actual uh, Icon Park um, for it. And basically, like to quote it, it says a lawsuit claims that the ride was unreasonably dangerous and that Tyree died as a direct result of the negligence of Icon Park, uh, which does lead to your point, Michelle, which leads to the space, the single shot group, which owns the operated ride. Um, so this company is based out of Australia, first of all. So that's probably going to make things a little interesting when it comes down to how fast this goes. Um, well, well that's the reason. Cause I'm like, why are they suing Icon Park when that was an independent, um, ride company. that was there? But now I see why, because the company's based in Australia. Now I'm not against, you know, whoever, whatever you do with how you do it, fine. But it, it seems like the default is to always sue. Uh, we're a very sue-have society here. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that, you know, suing doesn't, it almost sounds, how can I say this? It almost sounds like vengeance. Mm-hmm. That's my personal opinion, listeners. Please don't, you know, take this as divas and tea. I mean, for me and my experience, when I see tragedy strikes and in things, you know, start to play out, you almost think it's vengeance. I'm going to sue you. You know, I want to sue the hospital that my grandmother was in when she passed away. But, you know, at the end of the day, I don't want just to sue for money. I want things to change. Mm -hmm. I want policies to be implemented for safety. I want, you know, oh, this, we have a triple check on this or that, you know, I want that type of stuff to change. That's what I want to sue for. But it's always like compensatory damages that kind of take the forefront on everything. And you don't see the other changes, usually the, the ride or the business 
or whatever is shut down and that's it. You don't see what could have motivated more changes. I know mom and dad both have different attorneys, but I have seen um, the interviews. I believe it may have been for mom attorney Mm -hmm. where he is fighting for changes. It's not just... I'm just suing you. He's, you know, he's wanting changes. Like maybe, cause they kept saying that the training, it didn't seem really adequate. Yeah. Not only the training didn't seem adequate, but it was something else, like how they were overriding the rides. Well, it went up so, so fast. You got, you got young people that they're hiring to do conduct these. And I mean, yeah. like, what are they doing? Like that in itself is, and then I'm, I hate for people to be like, oh, it was the negligence of the ride operator. I'm like, don't put that on that young person because it was not only on them. You got to think about the training like you guys just stated. You got to think about the situation. It's so many different factors that come into play. So you got to look at the whole picture. Definitely. And that that ride went up so fast that I can't I can't sit here and believe that they actually managed to willfully and and correctly train every last person to perfectly go ahead and operate that ride with the manual um settings that 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 it has been saying in according to all of these articles um out here it was you know it was pretty easy to manually adjust like almost as if you could just press one button and boom it's done now the thing is is that i don't think we're going to know anything official until like there is an actual civil suit and there's actual data for everyone to see. So that being said, though, uh, Michelle, you're right. They, both the parents are trying to actively seek changes uh, to make sure that the ride stays permanently closed. And I could agree more. Like, I mean, the thing is, is, yeah. is I can't imagine that ride reopening. Who the hell yeah. is going to ride that ride? But why would they even put a 430 feet high ride that go in the air without a secondary, you know, uh, mechanism or extra seatbelt or something like crazy? That would be common sense for me. Like you don't need a PhD in common sense to know that this ride need a seatbelt or something extra. Yeah, well, exactly. To be, to be honest with you guys, I am a thrill seeker when it comes to rides. I've been on all of them. I haven't been, I wasn't able to get to go on that one. And clearly I will not be um, in the future, but I've been on the ones that slingshots that throw you up in the air. I've done all that type of stuff. And, um, and not all of those rides have all the, but do they go 430 feet high? That ride go 430 feet high. It needs something like you can't just go 430 feet high in the air, drop down at 70 plus miles per hour and then tilt forward. And it tilts upside down too, right? I believe it doesn't tilt upside down, but when it's dropping down, at least halfway down, it tilts forward. And that's when he fell out of the ride. I was out there um, with my niece and nephew, like uh, not even a week before that the tragedy took place. And we were we were just standing up there looking at it. And to me, it seemed like it went upside down. But um, um, obviously, you're educating me uh, from my because they looked like that way for me. But maybe that was the the mirage, so to speak, because of the way it tilted forward. And I was just like, yeah, I can't get on that ride just because of the of that. Yeah, that. I don't know the statistics it, it, on on rides but i'm sure it's in the top i don't know 15 or you know in the world it's a 430 feet ride like you need to have something extra this isn't just a ride a roller coaster that go upside down and come back down like no you need something extra well uh, shaniqua i don't know if you've ever rode the stratosphere in vegas 
Mm-hmm. Um, that ride is it, it's it's a drop tower ride that is built right. on top of a skyscraper. If you don't yeah. know, listeners, um, and my mother has ridden it several a time. <laughs> my mother is better than me because. <laughs> No, thank you. Me too. I'm a scary cat. Yeah. No, no, no. Like I can ride most rides, but it's an absolute no to anything like that. Like I can live my entire life and be on my deathbed and have no regrets if I never rode those (laughs) rides. So anyway, but my mom tells me, you know, like, cause it's kind of like what, what, um, the drop tower at icon did too, where it does lean forward when you go Mm -hmm. down. Um, and my mom told me, she's like, they strap you in that thing so hard. Because of course, like there's like wind and like you're in the freaking sky, like you're in the yeah, literal freaking sky, sky. <laughs> yeah. you know. So that's why, like they like they yeah. strap you down with practical duct tape. Um, <laughs> but you know, but that's the thing too is I think um, as long as there's going to be independent ride companies that create these uh, these mechanisms that maybe work a little differently from everyone else, and if well, these- that's how it's used because. Even if they use independent companies, which is not a problem, the no. problem is that the company has to, um, their rides have to go through a certain like checkpoint, you know, in my opinion, like a checklist. Mm-hmm. So, oh, if it's this high, then we need this belt. We need this heart. We need this. You know what I mean? Like there should be something in place that's standard across the board, especially huh. for United States. I don't know about other countries, but regulation, States, regulation exactly. for sure. Yeah, for sure. I completely agree. Uh, Well, everyone, before we uh, finish up this episode, this is now our final thoughts. So, Michelle, since this was a a topic that you ever so lovely introduced to us and really guided us through, do you have any final thoughts on this? I really just want to take it back to Tyree Sampson and just my final thoughts are just with his family. I just continue to pray for his family and pray that they continue to have peace and just try to get justice for him. Definitely agree. Shaniqua? To be honest, listeners, I shied away from this story because I don't like stuff like this. I don't like to deal or see anything like this so tragically occurring so I really was the odd man out in this um episode because I did not want to talk about this but I understand the the importance and um their relevance for this could be any one of our our sons our nephew our cousins or friend so I'm glad we did bring it up and I hope that you know like Michelle says the focus returns to Tyree and the support that his family and friends need during this time because this is fresh still it still affects me. I'm sure it affects them tremendously. Very much. And very well said, the both of you. And I guess I'll just kind of tie a bow on it by saying sensationalism within the media can be very dangerous. And mm. what we have seen over this last month has literally been all sorts of just not respectful content is probably what I should really um, label it as. And, you know, we have to remember the true tragedy behind this, which is a 14 year old boy died and he didn't have to. And this is a literal living nightmare. So our hearts genuinely go out to the family and everyone who's been affected by this. This really was awful. Um, And I can only hope that in fact, uh, change does occur so that we never need to see this happen again, because this was absolutely senseless and did not need to happen. Uh, With that being said, if you have any thoughts on this case, please feel free to go ahead and share it with us. Find us on all of our major social media platforms, including Facebook and Instagram at Divas and Tea. You can also email us 
to the show directly at divawitht at gmail.com. We would love to hear your thoughts and read them on our show if you so choose to share them. Finally, feel free to go ahead and listen to us on all of your major podcasting networks and platforms that you like to listen to, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and we are uh, supported on the Buzzsprout platform. So that being said, this has been Divas and Tea, and we are signing off. Have a great night, everyone. Good night. Bye.